Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can find us on your ESPN Radio, ESPN News, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and, of course, your smart speakers. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. He's Bart Scott. I'm Jen Latta, holding it down on this fry yay. Lots of stuff to talk about. We've been taking your calls all morning long. That number, of course, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The best sports feuds. Because yesterday, one of the longest tenured sports feuds in Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson seems to have ended. As Jerry Jones announced yesterday on the Fox broadcast for the Hall of Fame game that Jimmy Johnson will, in fact, be put in the ring of honor. And you keep being skeptical. You keep saying, steal in the spotlight, Jerry Jones. Well, I don't know Jerry as as much as our next guest knows him. So I want to get his opinion on it. You know what I'm saying? Because they down like four flats. But to me, I don't believe in it. I believe that this is self-serving. I believe that this is just showing how narcissistic Jerry Jones is on a weekend and a day that's supposed to be about Jimmy Johnson and all the rest. You know, Drew Pearson is supposed to be about all the rest of the guys. What are we talking about? Are we talking about the class of 2020, 21, whatever year it is? We talking about Jerry Jones and him making good and him coming back and saying, I'm so sorry, Jerry. Uh, I'm so sorry, Jimmy. I'm going to put you in the hall. I do think, though, that we probably would have been talking about if there were any people from the 2020 or the 2021 classes that we'd be talking about. We'd be talking about Peyton Manning. And he made a joke last night about his neck and his forehead yeah, and the Monday Night Football booth. booth. Yeah. We'd be talking about Charles Woodson. We'd be talking about some of those guys, Bill Power, but instead we are talking about Jimmy Johnson. And again, this goes back to all ego. This goes back to who gets credit for a team's success. And Mm -hmm. I have been adamant. You cannot split the pie. You can't tell me that it's 60% one person, 20% another, and 20% another. When I talk about the breakdown, I of course mean starting quarterback, GM. In this case, there's an owner involved. There's a coach involved. Uh, We talked about Barry Switzer going into Jerry Jones' office when Jimmy left being like, what do you mean he's gone? What are you talking about? How much do you make as a coordinator? How about that? How that look? Man, forget Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> I don't even know him. We don't need him. Jimmy who? Matter of fact, nobody here to say the word J in here. We ain't using no J's in here. It'll be like Ohio State and Michigan when they get all feisty <laughs> about the letters being on either campus. Uh, so that is something we've been talking about, asking you for your best sports feuds. And we've got an awful lot uh, of suggestions, of submissions, of people calling in. I think uh, Billy Martin has been mentioned several times because he basically feuded with everybody, with Reggie Jackson and with Steinbrenner. Uh, what about Al Davis and Lane Kiffin? Oh, yes. Remember when Al Davis sat down at the microphone and just had a sheet of paper just <laughs> and just crushed Lane Lane Kiffin. <laughs> Where's Lane Kiffin at? Did he ever he's recover? Ole Miss. He's at okay, Ole Miss. Okay, he still ain't recovered. That yeah. ain't anywhere you want to go. Well, I mean, he's, he's making his way. He's coaching in the SEC. <laughs> he's uh, a lie. We also had somebody call in saying Barry Bonds and Jim Leland. That was a good one. Uh, how about Allen Iverson and Larry Brown? Ooh. Right? But they, but they, but they love. That's, that's, that's like a young they child. They did. He came around. He gave him and, discipline. Yep. And he, he talked about it in his speech how much he loved Larry You're Brown. You're right. Best coach he ever had. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He just held him accountable. That was one of those relationships. Um, also, another relationship that has since been mended but was fractured was LeBron and Dan Gilbert. LeBron. LeBron okay. and Dan Gilbert when he went down to Miami. Well, what about Isaiah and Magic? 
Okay. When they was crying and coming back, like, I'm sorry for what I said and all that stuff. Oh, that was You real. mentioned a great one earlier this morning, which was, of course, Michael Jordan and yeah. Isaiah. Oh, they ain't, they ain't never been reconciled. No. That, that, that's, still, that's open beef. That, yeah, you know that's, that might have a, uh, a case for the if longest my, Michael, tenured yeah, sports beef. If Michael Jordan weren't so great and he and people in Chicago didn't have love for him, People would have put their hands on Jordan in Chicago because remember, Isaiah, you know what I'm saying? Isaiah is from, ran Chicago. That's right. You know what I'm saying? He was he was a little goon. You know what I'm saying? That's why he created it. He created his own little game. Bad boy was number little game. Eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 What are the best feuds in sports history? Somebody also mentioning Pete Rose and Major League Baseball, which yeah. I think could make a case for that's still, that's the, the Mount Rushmore yeah. of sports feuds as well. But get us yours. We can't think of all of them. We need you to weigh in with some of them. Uh, our next guest was, I mean, he's had a front row seat to everything that's gone on in Dallas. Can I give a disclaimer, though, too? Yes, of course. Because I ahead. know I made a statement yesterday, right? And I said, listen, one thing you can't do is trust a black man with no facial hair. Now, yes. listen, I changed that because he ain't 40 yet. I, I said 40, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think I trust this one, though. This oh. might be the one exception to the rule. I love hearing the laughter right out of the gate. It is DeMarcus Ware joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, Jen Latta, and Bart Scott holding How it down. How can you not trust that face? Nine-time Pro Bowler, seven-time All-Pro linebacker, and, of course, a Super Bowl champion. Great to have you here. First, let's get your reaction to Jerry Jones announcing last night that Jimmy Johnson's going into the Ring of Honor after a feud that has just been decades uh, going on? You know, it, it's been great, um, you know, getting everything back. I mean, they're trying to get the shine back on the star down there in Dallas, and, and why not uh, with Jimmy Johnson uh, announcing him making the ring of honor? It's great, and uh, and it's one of those things where it should have been given a long time ago, but, you know, things have to happen before, you know, making that ring of honor. So it was great to see you know, Jerry Jones up there, um, you know, Jimmy Johnson, amongst the, the other guys up there announcing that. So it was pretty cool. But, you know, come on, was, was was this, like, legitimately, like, was this authentic or was this Jerry Jones still in the spotlight again and being self-serving, saying, you know what, I want to make it about me? Because he should have been in there, man. And it's like one of those things. It's almost like it's a little self-serving. You know him better than I do. Is he just getting old and starting to say, you know what, I want to right all my wrongs? You know, the thing is, I, I think it's one of those things where it just had to happen. When somebody, when somebody um, that's in your organization make the Hall of Fame, you should be putting them in the Ring of Honor. Some some guys are in the Ring of Honor that aren't even in the Hall of Fame, you know, on some teams. So I think it just depends on also, like you said, there's off-the-field stuff too. It could be things that, you know what, I didn't want to do it. But I don't know that. I mean, I don't know exactly the, um, you know, the – relationship between them two but I just know that it was something that had to be had and uh and Jerry Jones did what he needed to do well if you're not in that ring I and mean, I'm sure you'll be in the hall pretty soon so get comfortable with this week's um you know festivities but I, I'm sure your coach still works over there in, in Dallas but um I wanted you played in a 3-4 and a 4-3 what was your assessment of the defense last night I was looking at exactly how they were actually going to um, you know, take on their responsibilities because, you know, year before that they went to a 3-4, you know, a little hybrid, and then they changed a little bit to a 4-3. But this time I actually saw them run a lot of 3-4 out there, and I saw the guys moving around, especially a lot of the young guys. And that's what I always look at. How are they actually filling the gaps against the run? 
and how they actually pressuring the quarterback with just five guys, not blitzing. And they actually did a pretty good job. Um, there were a couple of times where, you know, there were some miscommunications um, of who needs to be that person to fill the gap and who needs to tackle or, you know, might as well say make that play. Um, but it, it was good that the young guys are out there and I can feel that this right here is where they need to be. They got the right defensive coach. They got the right offensive mindset, running the football and, and winning some football games. We talked a lot about Micah Parsons earlier in the show. It seemed early on like he was everywhere. I know he had that fumble recovery um, early in the game as well. What do you think of him? Can he be great? Yeah, I, I looked at, you know, everybody can look at the stats and the measurables, right? I always look at is when, you know, and Keyshawn, same thing. When you put them pads on, you know exactly um, what type of player you're going to have. If, you, know, you can have, you know, the, the shimnos and the, the hats on during practice and be great, but when you put them pads on and you got to talk with them, that's when you start seeing those, those great players. And I saw some good sparks of, you know, creating, you know, those force fumbles, you know, picking that force fumble up. Um, getting a little bit of pressure. And one thing that I saw is tenacity and making tackles from sideline to sideline. And when I saw that, I'm like, oh, you know what? This dude's going to fit right in. I tell you what, I, I just something just dawned on me. Like when you go in the Hall of Fame, are you going in as a Bronco or are you going in as a Cowboy? Oh, man. I mean, I saw oh. – I, I, I don't – you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know if you can go in with two teams. I mean, if I could, it would be, you know, Cowboys first and then Broncos second because I started with the Cowboys, and they gave me that, you know, opportunity to, you know, shed some light on the NFL, on you know, and, you know, be, be a Cowboy. But then, you know, the Broncos, they, they brought that championship to me. Um, and so I, if I can do both, I would. But, you know, I got to go with – you know, where I started at, if it, if it was one team, that would be Dallas. Now, you know, like from the outside looking in, you would think a guy like Peyton Manning was a dork, right? He looked like he would have some khaki pants on and a blue blazer and be part of like some type of sorority. <laughs> but he's actually one of the funniest people I've ever seen. His comedic timing is impeccable. All his commercials are hilarious. I mean, he hosted SNL. Like, what do you ex- expect from his Hall of Fame speech? You know, um, a big speech that I got to hear was his last – before he he retired and we were, you know, in the Super Bowl um, meeting room at the time about the year to go out. And, you know, I feel like it's going to be sentimental, just like he did. But then he's going to add some funny in there to cover up the tears. You know, that, that's just the way Peyton is. And uh, I think he's going to have some good uh, anecdotes in there with some stories. And um, I, I can't wait to hear exactly what he had to say because I know it's, it's, it's going to bring some laughs. Uh, he mentioned that his dad, Archie, is going to be inducting him. He's going to be giving the speech for Peyton yesterday on the Fox broadcast. What is your reaction? Another thing that he announced during the broadcast yesterday, that Tom Brady is going to be in his section for the Hall of Fame induction. And he said, I don't know how my former teammates are going to feel about that. So since we have a former teammate, how do you feel about Tom Brady being in his section for the Hall of Fame induction? I mean, I it's one of those things where um, when you have relationships, it really don't matter when you take the pads off. And, I mean, you support each other. The NFL is a big fraternity like that. But, I mean, hopefully I know I'm going to be in that section. He's not close to me because I'm going to try to sack him. Uh, that's just <laughs> the way I feel about it. I'm just kidding. But uh, uh, I, th- I think it's cool, uh, especially all the guys that are going to be there. And uh, it's going to be a, you know, a memory that he's never going to forget. We had Chris Canty on the other day. 
and he said one of the fights that he regrets ever taking part of was Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell put the paws on him. Can you think of any funny camp fights <laughs> when, when you were when you were there? And did you witness the Chris Canty fight with uh, with Dan Campbell? Dude, yeah, I, uh, Chris Canty was one of those dudes where when he walks into a room, he commands what it is. I mean, he's six foot seven, huge dude, right? Yeah. And uh, I remember him and Dan Campbell, uh, but Chris Canty got into a lot of fights. That's just the way Chris Canty is. If you say one thing to him, if he don't like you, he's going to make sure by the end of practice that you pay for it. So, um, you know, Chris, Chris is one of those dudes, man, that, you know, when we got drafted together, he should have got drafted higher. And, uh, I mean, played had an awesome career. But those fights with Dan Campbell, them, them two dudes, they, they stayed there the whole time. We appreciate having DeMarcus Ware on the show. DeMarcus, tell us what else you're doing today. You know, I'm, I'm actually, you know, with Sleep Number in the NFL, um, they really um, honed in on wellness and recovery for, you know, former guys, but also the guys that are playing to get them and, and to keep them staying on the field. And it's just been one of those things for me that, you know, partnering with companies that are trying to keep the players safe and also recovering them and keeping them right. And now they really teamed up and did something with the Yellow Jackets now and uh, gave all of them also Sleep Number beds to let them know that, hey, recovery is everything, especially for the legends. I don't say older guys. I would say the legends and uh, just partnering with them. And I've been using this bed for over three years now, and I sleep soundly every night. have this sleep IQ thing where it tells you how you're moving in the bed, your heart rate, like all this stuff, right? I mean, the smart bed. And you can see, you know, how much sleep you're getting, how you're recovering. So being a partner with them, and having three back surgeries and being able to walk again and all those things, I mean, it, it speaks for itself. And it's great to be partnering with them in the NFL, too. One of the very few hairless black men close to 40 that you can trust. You know, but tell me this. I got the beard, man. I got the beard. <laughs> okay. The beard. Okay. Then we got to change the pro so we really can trust you. See, so you got the memo. You got close, you know what I'm saying? So, so is it a promo code I can use to get the hookup? You know what? Um, you right now, I looked on there, and you can go to um, Pro Football Hall of Fame. You know, forward slash go to the store, and you know, any of the fans can go to that and see. I mean, the merchandise for all thirty-two teams, but also they can, um, you know, look at the sleep number stuff. And I think they might have a promo code. I don't know for sure, but at the end of the day, um, you're getting great benefits for what you're paying for. And I'm I'm backing that 100. percent All right, cool. Because I ain't make as much money as you, so I'm balling on the budget. So I need as much discount. As Stop. I can. Stop that. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> Great to have Demarcus Ware joining us on the Goodyear Hotline here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We'll talk to you again soon. I thank you guys for inviting me on. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That's the number you need to call if you want to get in on this conversation of the best sports feuds. And I think that Bart's take on this has been really interesting, Mm. that Jerry Jones is stealing the spotlight, stealing the flowers, stealing the shine from his guy, Jimmy Johnson, because all all we're doing is talking about, oh, what a nice gesture. He finally came around. Jerry's so nice. He's such a good guy. But you know, it's a great point. The Hall of Fame basically said, you are wrong. (laughs) You have been wrong. This should have happened a long time ago. And you don't want to put him in your stinking ring of honor. We're putting him in the dang hall. Exactly. You know, at some point, you had to read the room. 
some he, point you got to see that you were uh, you're the minority here. Yeah, and and you know he already should be if he's not in the college hall of fame for what he did with those Jayers as the Miami coach. Like so, come on, this dude's already in two halls and he ain't in your ring of honor. Come on, man. Eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine thirty seven seventy six. Let's get back to your calls. Best sports feuds. Ross in Indiana, you're on with Jen and Bart. Good morning, Ross. Morning. My suggestion was Bob Knight and Miles Brand, the president of Indiana University. <laughs> oh. Hey, listen, Bobby Knight. I thought was you were going to say that kid stepper. that he choked with the yeah, chokehold yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. He, that, you know, Bob Knight was a habitual line stepper, man. So, I, I, you know, that, that was going to happen. Is there a respect there from you? Because you're a habitual line stepper. Yeah, but, you know, like, you know, grabbing little kids, I don't know, man. I would have knocked the sweater off Bob Knight. No, he would have he had to see me. You know, you know, for those who don't know, you know, I got kicked off the team because I was going to be some smoke in the city with my defensive coordinator, Michael Vite. And if I still see you in the streets, Michael Vite, you know what's going to happen to you. I ain't forgot. I love that they took your one shot, too, as you were giving that testimonial here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Let's get to Anthony in New Jersey. Anthony, you're on with Jen and Bart. What's your sports feud? Oh, there's a couple of them. I like the Joe Frazier, Muhammad Ali. Mm. Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, mm. and Spike Lee against the Knicks, big Knicks fan. <laughs> and how can you forget John Rocker against the whole state of New York? <laughs> now, that was a I love John Rocker, man. He looks like one of those like dudes off the uh, sorority fraternities type of movies, man. He just like one of those dudes like Stifler. Why did the Knicks feud with their like biggest fans, their biggest representatives? I mean, I think about Charles Oakley in the Knicks too. Like, what are we doing, Knicks? Yeah, man, they they trying to get it together. You know, like Dolan's kind of stepped back a little bit. He let the dogs kind of handle it, and he's kind of fading into the in, into the dark, man. I mean, he was going at it with a sixteen year old kid a couple of years ago. You know, trying to get him banned from the guard. Like, come on, man, you got to be above that. Speaking of the Knicks, how about Reggie Miller and Spike Lee? Oh, okay, I I see you. No, I like that too. But I'm glad we finally got some boxing references in there because, you know I mean, I love the fact that you talk about the Thriller Manila, you talk about Joe Frazier and Ali, man. Those were epic, you know, those type of trilogies. I mean, I hope we can get some more of that in boxing today. I'm excited because on my show, I get to talk to Bud Crawford. I love me some Bud. Mm-hmm. At least I know who that is. Ah. Before I was like, Nebraska's, what we, what we, Nebraska's we finest. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Taking your calls on the best sports feuds in honor of Jimmy Johnson and Jerry Jones essentially burying the hatchet, announcing that Jimmy will be put in the Cowboys ring of honor. Here's one that we talked about much earlier in the show. Brian in Kentucky, you're on with Jen and Bart. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, sir, Bart. <laughs> What's hey, up? Good morning. I know what's going on. Hey, good morning. Four times Emmy Award winning journalist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, y'all are talking about players that switch jerseys as well, real quick. Uh, growing up, I was a lifelong Orioles fan, and I'd hate to see Cal Ripken do any other jersey uh, yeah. but an Orioles fan. Uh, but just to touch base on those in house rivalries. I know you talked about it earlier. I just thought of another one. But, of course, Mike Ditka and Buddy Ryan with fist and cuffs on the sidelines. And how come uh, – what about Shaq and Kobe being that in-house rivalry? Yeah, the, the, the hate was real between Shaq and Kobe. But at the end of the day, they amended everything. But they were teammates. It was like they, did, they had a disdain for each other. But I don't know if it was a hatred. 
you know, I mean, it was a real hatred between Buddy Ryan and, and Mike Dick, especially when he, when he went and became the head coach for Philadelphia. You know, both the you know, last time that a defense coordinator was carried off the field. You know what I mean? It's just like it was a physical – you knew it was something that, that can be physical, right? You go, Buddy Ryan didn't mind swinging on anybody. I mean, I, who was this coordinator in Houston? He swung on uh, uh, Gilchrist or Children's or something. You know what I mean? I, that's what I love about the Ryan family, man. These are the type of dudes you want to take to the bar fight with you. It started with Pops. Uh, I think there was video or images of like a bar fight or some altercation that they were in a few years back that's made the rounds. Um, it's interesting regarding that because when you think about the legacy, though, in Chicago and beyond, it's Ditka, Ditka, Ditka. And maybe some of that is Saturday Night Live, putting yeah. it into the pop culture Duh, sphere. But like, I do think that a lot of people who are around back then, and certainly for their championship in 85, know that it was Buddy Ryan's defense yeah. that won them that title. Yeah. But Buddy Ryan's not somebody that a lot of people are, you know, if you think about the the Bears, of course, right. you think about Walter Payton, and of course, you think about Mike Dicka. You yep. mentioned Singletary, Singletary and all those guys. The 46 defense, but, but you know, the, the architect and creator of that defense was Buddy Ryan. It's crazy how the narrative changes. It's crazy how history can yeah. kind of be rewritten, you know? And you we got need to Dick, do, we need to do a 30 a for 30. We need to do a 30 for 30 on 85 Bears. I think there is something out there on the 85 Bears. Yeah, because I've seen Singletary and I've seen all of those guys weigh Richard in on some, of the, on some of the drama that took place. But I mean, there's a Ditka run in Chicago. Mm. People get all dressed up. They wear their aviators. They wear their mustaches and they <laughs> wear their blue and orange sweaters and like run to Soldier Field. There's no Buddy Ryan run in Chicago, you know, and maybe that again goes back to the hierarchy of the head coach versus the D coordinator or something like that. But just crazy how history can rewrite itself. Uh, we will continue. Kevin your Gilbright. Calls. He swung on Kevin Gilbright. My bad. Just check the old Google machine over there. God. Kevin Gilbright. You said Childress, and I was thinking maybe that's the direction we were going to go there. All right, the Cowboys weren't the only team on the field last night. So what does a two-time Super Bowl champ think of his former team's preseason opener? That's next. KJZ on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. I just don't think Big Ben should be in a game where he is being asked to throw the ball 35, 40 times a game. If that's going to be the case, he's done. What I think is a special football team that everyone's overlooking, which is kind of cool, too. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Mm. Mm. The first preseason game of the year was about what we expected. It's always a little sloppy. There's always a lot of three and outs. There's always some turnovers. But you do get to see some of the young guns, some of the young guys 
who are trying to make the roster and guys who are high draft picks who are going to be hopefully impact players for each franchise. We will continue talking about last night's game and the storylines surrounding that. But we do want to get to our next guest who joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. And that is Ike Taylor. Mm. Ike Taylor, two-time Super Bowl champion. Y'all didn't tell tell me y'all had this dude coming on? We tell you everything. You don't listen <sighs> well, too in, much. Well, in honor of um, Jerry Jones and and Jimmy Johnson mending the fences, I guess I can be friends and have a civil conversation with a Pittsburgh Steeler because you mentioned those two titles. Well, a couple of those were stopping me from getting mines. Ike, do you have a response to Bart saying he's going to bury the hatchet that you probably didn't even know existed? Bar, we done playing, man. I thought it was all good, now, dog. But you got the hardware, man. You got the hardware. I'm just playing. What it do, baby? Great to have you on the show this um, morning, Ike Taylor. Um, obviously, Big Ben is going to always be a conversation so long as he is under center in Pittsburgh. How much longer do you think Big Ben has? I think he's going to go year to year. Um, I think he's just going to plan to see what this year does for him. Um, hopefully get a shot at going to the to the Super Bowl and if he if he feel like he does and his body is playing well, I think next year might be his last year. So that's what I think they're gonna be doing. Um from an organizational standpoint and from himself. I think he he's gonna try to shoot for two more years this year and next year. Tell me something that I don't know, right? Because I've been saying all week and I, I, I hate that I've become the Steelers defender. But I just remember an organization that I had a tremendous amount of respect for. And you guys are always been one of the best organizations in replacing superstars. I can remember you guys going from Fanica to Willie Colon, you know, going from Joey Peasy to Lamar Woodley and, and going to, to Debo. So what do they have? What does this say about them cutting DeCastro and deciding to go with somebody in, the, in their farm system? Is this somebody there that we don't know about that's the next man up? But that's exactly how that organization feel. The next man up, regardless on what round, um, regardless if you probably was a free agent, they just trust and feel, you know, how they draft and pick guys. Either they're going to find gems as a free agent or a sixth round, like a Antonio Brown or myself, or, or they get a first rounder. And that's just what it is in Pittsburgh. You know, they really, they're, they're very prideful organization and they really trust their homework and what they do and their eyes and what they see and they just rolling with it. So for the Castro, you know, to, to get released, um, just listening to, you know, the post release off of the Castro and the organization, they both agree. Like the Castro felt like that was the best thing for him to do. Um and that's just what it is. I don't even know he's gonna come back to playing football right now. That's that's just the mind frame and a place he was at, I guess, for the last year or so. So that's just what it is, Bart. They don't really be tripping on nothing as far as, like, letting guys go and, and, and worrying about how and when can they replace it. They really trust they, they, they front office and they coaching staff on the next man up. Ike Taylor joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, Bart Scott, and Jen Latta holding it down. I think it brings up an interesting conversation because one of the storylines that has dominated this offseason, of course, has been Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. And Bart said on this show a few days ago that he thinks certain players, 
like an Aaron Rodgers, I assume like a Big Ben, have earned the right to kind of write their script, to write their ending. And, and you also just mentioned that the Steelers are an organization that they trust their coaches, they trust their scouts. When it's time to move on, it's time to move on. How do you reconcile those two theories, those two mottos or mantras? You know, is it certain players like a Big Ben can say, hey, I still think I got something in the tank, and the organization says, okay, you're Big Ben, you've given us all of these years, all of this dedication, we're going to listen to you, or do you trust your your scouts and your GM and the people running the show and go, it's time to move on? Like, how do you go back and forth between those two, Ike? It's just got to be a collective. It got to be a collective. Um, how effort, can like I an say effort? This? Collaboration. Between the front office, between the front office, the coaching staff, and the player, um, they don't all have to be on the same page. So, you know, the coaching staff uh, might trump the front office or the front office might trump the coaching staff, just depending on what organization, who the player is, and how they feel about the team and the organization and the player, who they're talking about, if they can hurt or help. So that's just how it is. Like, there, there is no love and every 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 party whether you the player the front office or the coaching staff every party still got to understand regardless of how you feel about that player you know you still got business decisions and, and sometimes you're going to lose that business decision just depending on who the player is or 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 if a coaching staff or the front office have a have a say so above each other and that's just in my personal opinion that's just how it go in the in, in, in a business of football. Cause we still gotta understand. Once you get at that professional level, and Bart know as it, good as anybody else, it's straight business. How much how much does Ben Leverage have to do that you got Tooth the Truth Haskins behind him and you got um, radio played by um Mason <laughs> by Rudolph. Mason Rudolph? Good lord! <laughs> you know he look like big radio, big radio. How much is that, that the you, fact that they, they haven't addressed the backup quarterback? You know, they're trying to take a flyer on, on Dwayne Haskins, but, you know, he can't seem to get out of his own way as far as what he's doing off the field. And then Mason Rudolph has proven time and time again that he's not the solution. So how much leverage base is based on, on that, the fact that they can't really find a true backup and they haven't been able to draft a good backup to be the future of that franchise? I think, I think they just acquired him in the offseason. I think it is Dwayne Haskins. I saw a few throws last night um, with him getting hit uh, from one from one from one hash and throwing it to the opposite side in the flat. You know, damn near falling down. I think that's the successor off a of default. I think they have found their first round quarterback, but they found him off a of default from the Washington team. I think he is the one he's asking. So the fact um, there's been talks about them too. You know, who's going to be backing up Ben? And, and last night, Mason Rudolph didn't play bad at all. He did everything he needed to do. But you can just tell the difference from the athleticism, from the from the arm strength, from the movement, from a guy who's just been sitting cool in the pocket, just his confidence, you know, in and out the huddle. You can see that's Dwayne Haskins. And then when you look at a, a Big Ben um, complimenting Dwayne in the offseason, saying, man, he can throw the ball through. Uh, a car wash and a ball and a ball won't even get wet. Uh, ben rarely says anything about anybody on the team unless you ask him. So the fact that Ben even acknowledged that, that's letting you know how seven feel because he's seeing this guy in practice every day. He's seeing this guy in, in meetings every day. So that's who I think it is. From my personal opinion, I thought that beforehand. 
um, last night kind of kind of proved to me in my eye test on what I thought. Like, okay, that's that's going to be Big Ben's successor. Good stuff from Ike Taylor joining us here on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, two-time Super Bowl champ, former yeah, Steelers. Yeah, yeah, way to rub it in. Thanks. Way to send two-time that, Super Bowl champ. I said two-time Super Bowl champ. You know, champ. I lost them one time, three times in one year. How do you lose somebody three times in one year? <laughs> By one point. Hey, that's just what it is, man. When your organization on a roll, <laughs> you're yes. on a roll. And that's just what no, no love lost. Bar, so, but that's just number, what it is, respect, man. Our, man. Our organization is just so much more prestige than others. Oh, that was a little salt. We a expansion team, man. We got two <laughs> Super Bowls in the expansion team, Eric. It's good to talk to you, right, man. Always a pleasure, man. I always appreciated the way you guys went about business, you, you in particular. Man, I appreciate y'all having me on the show. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin is brought to you by Barbasol. Barbasol shaving cream is available in five fantastic flavors to customize your close shave. Whether it's the classic original or sensitive skin, there's one for every face. Find your favorite Barbasol today. Close Shave America. Close Shave Barbasol. Caller Roulette oh, yeah. is coming up next here on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin after Bart has this from Straight Talk Wireless. 5G is here. But the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get in on the action. Well, not anymore because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide with plans starting at just $35 a month with no contract and get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. All on America's best networks, 5G coverage 5G phones, less money, straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise, 5G compatible devices required, actual availability coverage and speeds may vary. It's time for Call a Roulette. You know the rules. Don't ask us how we are. We're good. I don't want to hear any of that. Get in, say your name, and make your point and ask the question. 888-729-3776. 888-SAY-ESPN. And don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Especially you, Line 5. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. It is Bart Scott's favorite segment of the day. Yes, it is. 
because he doesn't have to do the talking. Peace. It's all done talking. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Give us a call. It is time for Caller Roulette. Let's spin the wheel. Let's go out to line two. Line two. Hey, so uh, talk about feuds. How about the fans of the San Diego Chargers versus a, a real jerk named Dean Spanos? The city of San Diego and the NFL for taking my team away from me. Yeah, man, that's sad, man. I'm sorry that you lost your team. That was a tremendous fan base. And, the, and listen, the Charger hasn't got the same support in L.A. because they don't deem them. Listen, that's, that's USC's town, right? The Rams struggle as well. So I'm with you, brother. Keep up the good fight. Maybe they'll come back one day. I mean, any team, any city that loses a team, like they try to make it seem like they deserved it. They try to make it seem like it's your fault. If yeah. You had supported the team more. Well, I mean, they, look at the Buffalo Bills well, situation Mo- right now. Yeah, that's what Art Modell did, right? He said, I asked you guys for money. I told you I need a new stadium. The stadium's falling apart. What's up with it, man? Right, and that's what's happening in Buffalo right now. They're saying that they need $1.5 billion in taxpayer money. They want the fans to pay for the new stadium. You know, in a pandemic. And, and then they Wait. say, hey, you know what? If you don't want to keep us, Austin, Texas would be happy to have us. Whoa. I mean, most people think they'll get it done. They'll get it figured out. Um, they got to. You can't. Come on, man. Nobody. You heard Berman. Nobody circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Austin Bills. Yeah, How about that? You, you also you also <laughs> heard Rillis McGahee. Man, ain't got nothing but Applebee's out here. That's right. <laughs> uh, go ahead and spin the wheel, guys. Line one. Let's get out to line one. Yes, this is Thomas from Harrisburg. In terms of your feuds, how about the Pedro Martinez and Don Zimmer feud? Thanks for taking the call. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, man. Hit him with the old Olay. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good feuds in baseball. What was the yeah. old Nolan Ryan? Um, Who the guy get a knuckle sandwich? Yeah, man, it was a, a former, it was a former manager, like Robin Ventura, former manager of uh, the Chicago White Sox, Robin Ventura. Oh, uh, man, I love that. Like, Nolan Ryan, old school. Anybody that can get somebody a noogie like that, man. Just got him in there. Got him right in there. Uh, let's get you to can't the- even, You can't even discipline your kids after you get your ass kicked on TV like that. Like, yeah, Dad, yeah, you doing nothing. You want me to go get Ryan? Yeah, you, you take the trash out. Let's get out to line... Am I even allowed to go to line five? I don't even know how it works. Yes, you can. All right, let's they, go. Out. They better bring their A game. Let's go out to line five and keep your fingers crossed. Corey from New York. Yes. What you got, Corey? I got three feuds. That I don't know if you guys mentioned them yet. Uh, my first one is, uh, oh, crap. <laughs> no. Oh, don't, don't freeze up. No, no, don't no. freeze up. He's buckling Mc, no, under the Mc, pressure. No. McNabb and okay. T.O. Okay. And Odell, Odell and the Carolina Panther dude. Nor Josh Norman. Okay. And Geno Smith and I.K. Oh, you went low. You went low. Just put I.K. A.K.A. pay me my $600. Oh, man. Let me ask you a question. Is T.O. feud with everybody? Some hey, of those listen, guys listen, have got a listen, long listen, list listen, of feuders. Then listen, people, say what you want to say about T.O. Hear about that smoke. You know what I'm saying? He's been fighting since he was a kid because what he reportedly did to Hugh Douglas in the locker room wasn't pretty. I'll have to take your word for it. Talk about fights. I heard that was a night-night fest. Oh, really? Somebody went to sleep? Go to sleep, Douglas. Uh, Pat, one of our producers, suggests great sports feud, Scott Foster versus CP3. Yeah, this was a storyline as the (laughs) NBA playoffs went on. This is one-sided. 
He's lost. Is it thirteen games? It's I thirteen, it was, 13 and one. I think now. No, he was twelve and one. Okay, so he's lost thirteen games that Scott Foster has been a ref for, including, of course, Game Six of the NBA Finals. Following the Bucks, of course, in Milwaukee, when I would find out that Scott Foster was officiating the game, I almost wore a Scott Foster shirt to the game. You, you know, I, I got one. You got to support your guys. I got one. Drumming and beat. Oh no, they're teammates now. <laughs> did you see? Did you see the shade from Joel and beat? NBA, you NBA, Embiid and Simmons. The, listen, the NBA needs Joel and beat. Man, we need a, a a funny bad guy. Like he's like the Joker. Did you see the meme of him hugging Drumming and welcoming him in when he's looking back at the camera? Like man, we ain't signed that damn bum. I told you he couldn't play last year. Now I gotta carry him. I didn't see that, but I will absolutely have to look it up. All right, let's spin the wheel again, guys. Line six. Give me line six. Give it to me, baby. Line six. That would be you. We can't have dead air, man. I won't get called back. Just quote Tony Evans. Is that just a dog back there? He said Tony. To to, to quote Tony Evans. Damn, damn, damn. We can't end it like this. We got time for one more. We we can't end it like this. We got time. Bark like a dog. A big dog. Line four. Let's get out to line four. Whatever you like. Hell yeah, this Pablo from Pennsylvania. What's going on with your bitch, Mr. Bo? Hey, I need to know what's up with Mike Tyson and the media. That's a good one. Oh, Mike Tyson and media? Okay. R. Mike. Listen, R. Mike is, is is beloved by the media now, man. Yeah, come around. Like, like we love Mike in the verses. I mean, he, he fought, you know, Roy Jones looked like he trained. Roy Jones didn't. I mean, I think it was when he was on The Hangover. When he did the yeah, cameo in The Hangover. Yeah. The one man show, everything about Mikey. Like, he went from, like, the super villain to, like, the most beloved guy Yeah, in the world. people love him. They want to wrap their arms around him, give him a big hug. I think we got time for at least one more. Let's spin the wheel. All right, how about line three? Who's on line three today with Caller Roulette? Hey, it's CJ from South Carolina. I uh, got a little silent family feud. Two big men that played at Kentucky, Anthony Davis and Carl Anthony Towns. Statistically, career-wise, they are the same player statistically. And if Rich Paul was Carl Anthony Towns' agent instead of Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns would have a ring with L.A. with LeBron instead of Anthony Davis. Listen, man, we need callers like you who give us the inside scoop, man. I had never even thought about that, but it's a good I got one, though, too. Steve Smith and Dave Gettleman. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of smoke from all those former players that get them and cut. Steve Smith lives in Carolina. He's still, I don't know if he would, you know what I'm saying? No, I can't say that. <laughs> I was like, oh, boy, yeah. somebody's about to speak out of turn. Somebody's about to speak out of turn. What do you guys think? You want to go with one more? One more. All right, let's spin the wheel. Got to be quick. Let's go out to line two. Line two, you're on with Barton Jen. Hey, this is Curtis from Nashville. Wanted to ask Bart what the additions that the Titans have made to the defensive side and Julio Jones on the offensive side. Do you think that the Titans are legitimate Super Bowl contenders this year? I mean, I think they're dangerous because they can run the ball. I don't know if I would put them as my favorite, but it, it bases a, a lot on can Julio Jones and that foot stay healthy and can Bud Dupree from the ACL surgery provide the pass rush that they need, a pass rush that they really haven't had consistently since Javon the Freak Curse. Man, you are fun to hang out with. I've had a blast these Did last you? couple of days. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. 
This has been Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. He's Bart Scott. I'm Jen Latta. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you guys again next time.